0: It's good. It sucked. It's meh. Everyone has an opinion, but only I have the balls to tell you the truth as I see it. You want to know how good a movie really is? Well, sit back, kick your feet up, because you're about to witness a common man's review. Let's get this mother****** started out right as another past and present movie review episode begins now. So when COVID started, there was a search for a bunch of different shows just to keep us entertained. This is back when we were locked down and throughout my search, I came across this show known as Industry, which was playing on HBO Max. What's up? It's your boy Eatonigma back with another past and present review episode. And today we're going to talk about the latest season of Industry. Now this show was sold to me to be like a Billions type of show and let me be honest with you, it's not. Now make no mistake, it's not industry's fault because anything dealing with hedge funds or banking or stocks or anything like that is going to get compared to Billions. And this show just wasn't it. It was entertaining, make no mistake, but nonetheless, not even close to Billions now even though it was entertaining it wasn't a show that kind of stood out to me it was just one of many shows that i watched throughout that time and i thought nothing of it you know first season ended like okay had this nice little drama with a couple of characters but it really wasn't nothing that stood out so when i heard there was a second season i forgot this was even a thing i'm like oh i remember that show it reminded me of that um one show with the stewardess that HBO had too. I watched the second season of that and that was terrible. I didn't even review that one. But industry did get a little... Well, let me go into it before I kind of spoil a few things. So there'll be spoilers on this, Obviously. But I didn't remember much of what happened in the first season, (laughs) and so I had to do some research on it to kind of catch back up to see exactly what happened. It stars Mayala Harold, I'm hoping I'm pronouncing that right, as Harper, and Marissa Abella as Yasmin. And those are the only two characters I really care about, and they're also the reason that I tuned in for the second season, because both of these women are fine as hell. At least in my opinion so that's basically the gist of it as far as how i got into the show and why i decided to watch season two again i didn't remember much of what happened so i had to do a little research but it picks up from last season where peer workers seem to have been affected by the pandemic and they had been returning to office everyone but harper she's the last to return because of the fallout with daria's firing and if you remember in the first season just trying to catch back up daria was one of the managers that was supporting her at one point she was trying to change the culture but she was also trying to mess with harper's money you know you can't do that and so management got with her and talked to her about bringing her boss eric back who had been fired for cause And when Harper recanted her statement that got Eric fired in the first place, they rehired him and they fired Daria for starting some mess because they wanted to keep that culture that they had going, as toxic as it is, going the old way. And Daria was trying to put a, I guess, a feminine part in there. You know, those old men don't want all that going out. So anyways, that's basically what she did. She she was met with a lot of anger, especially from her former friend Yasmin who herself this season had become a bit of a bully that, you know, if you remember in the first season, she was bullied herself when she first started as the student rep or whatever they were called. And so the new student rep on the floor now, Yasmin's bullying her. So you would have thought she would have learned, but whatever. And um, so, yeah, one of the female grads that were working at the desk, she's acting a plum fool too. And both of them are really just trying to find their way in the firm. And that's pretty much where we pick up from the previous season. So Harper returns because Eric thinks that she's losing her edge working from the hotel, but there's a lot going on there. But before we do that, let's jump into Yasmin's story. So after losing her biggest client, Yasmin meets Celeste, somebody that she thinks is a (laughs) prostitute at a party, ends up being a manager in the personal finance division. And she sees something in that division and works her way off the FX desk to get a job basically working alongside celeste she joins her and eventually has an affair with her which obviously you knew was coming because celeste is actually married so i guess you would call it an official affair but the storyline was okay at the beginning especially when yasmin's father came into the whole situation so her father of course is stupid rich apparently and Yasmin's looking to make points with the firm so she tries to invite her father to bring his money into pierpoint and you know she gets with celeste and they have a dinner meeting and her father embarrasses her and you can tell that there are some issues between the two but hey you know you filthy rich like that who cares and there's starting to be worries between her that her money, her inheritance may be going away because her father obviously was having a whole bunch of affairs and paying a whole lot of women off. And Yasmin started to be concerned, but her father gives her a speech talking about, you know, it's generational wealth. The money is still there. And that's what I don't think a lot of people understand generational wealth doesn't go away with stupidity, okay? That type of wealth is built, and I'm not talking about rich, I'm talking about wealthy. And Yasmin has lived a wealthy life her entire life, and her father tells her about that, and we'll talk about that here in a second. But, you know, they had a falling out because, you know, she started to find out about all these women that he had affairs for, that he paid off, some that may or may have not been underage at the point of time and so you know i guess she's feeling morals and all that type of stuff and she gets into it with her father and then she tells her father basically that she's done with him and he's like okay fine you want to cut me off then i'll show you what it cut off means and one of the things that she went to celeste as well who was managing the money and says i don't want us to manage my father's money anymore and celeste was like it's not your choice like hey Your father is the only reason I'm really messing with you. There's a lot of women who could be here to take your place. (laughs) Kind of shocking, Yasmin. I guess Yasmin thought it was all about what she was bringing to her table. And her father reminded her of that when they got into it. He basically said, You've been spoiled your whole life. How do you think you got this position with those average grades and about all the things that Yasmin has been living throughout her life? And now she wants to judge him. So Pops not only cut her off, he took her money, changed the locks on her home, basically left her penniless. And her storyline basically ends with him doing all that, and the only person she can go running to is Robert, one of the most boringest characters of the season. He's basically the third major character. I don't really talk about him that much in this review, because he's stupid. And she manipulated him in the first season to do a lot of things, and she does it again this season, and it's funny because he even says, you know, it doesn't really consider being him being used if he's allowing the using the habit, so he's allowing the manipulation and making a mistake. Robert, I agree with you 100% because look at Yasmin. She can manipulate me anytime, any day, no problems, and I will do, do the same thing. But he gets caught up trying to buy her some uh, cocaine. He gets stopped by the police, and it falls out of his wallet or whatever. And now he's going to be caught up because of her stupidity. But again, it's Yasmin. I mean, have you looked at Yasmin? My goodness. Lord have mercy. (laughs) But we're going to see what's going to happen now because she's penniless. She has no money now. She's going to have to survive her own. She even walked out on a meal (laughs) because she didn't have money to pay for the meal. And we're going to see her develop into a different character because she thought she was getting everywhere on her own, but she wasn't. She was getting by because of her father and the influence of his money. Money talks. Now, let's talk about the best storyline, which is Harper. So Harper's storyline begins, um, there's this cat named Daniel who goes by DVD. It's, It's a stupid name, but anyways, he's from the New York office and he basically lets them know that, hey, the New York office and the London office, they're all being looked into one of the officers are going to close here in the near future. And he's there looking into uh, New York's interest. while he's there. And like I said, I don't really like the character, but I like when he got there, he challenged Eric in every way. Cause Eric is probably my favorite character out of the bunch. But from the moment I saw him, I knew exactly that he and Harper were going to smash. I'm just going to be honest. In fact, There was a lot of sex in this season. It seems like they had more sex this season than the previous seasons. It was crazy. And Harper especially. She slept around with multiple people. and I mean, it's just, you know, I mean, it's intriguing if you like that type of stuff. But Yasmin had a lot of sex too. But Harper ran through a multitude of people. I mean, just people. She reminded me. A Little bit of Tony Soprano when Tony Soprano would just sleep with anybody, that's what Harper was doing. It, it's not necessarily that she was getting you know benefits from these people because that would make a little more sense, but she was just fast with it. You know, one time she was drunk, she tried to mess with Robert. Robert, being the Christian that he is, and I say that because he has to be to reject her and just leave her. I mean, he's tripping. I mean, he left the girl on the bathroom floor playing with herself because she couldn't get it from him. Robert is tripping, okay? You know, I don't know what it is why these women keep coming to Robert, but Robert is like the luckiest dude in the world. But whatever. Um, but all the while, she's staying in the hotel and she meets this guy named Jesse Bloom. Now, Bloom is this guy who made a lot of money during the COVID pandemic. Um, I'm sure he probably shorted a lot of things. He's apparently he knew it was coming and he made. That's how he made his like you know seven eight figures into what nine ten figures or whatever it was i can't remember how much it was but he made a lot of money during the market so she eventually courts him to join the firm and it's one of the firm's biggest clients everybody's been trying to get this guy on the phone or find out where he's at at least um but she just happened to come across him luckily and she tries to court him to join the firm and he does eventually and What it did was it gave her a little status which threatened Eric, her boss. Now, I love that. And after some back and forth betrayals along the way, looking to survive, she eventually makes an alliance with Eric as well. Eric and Rishi, who was one of the traders on the floor. And they're looking to grab another job in the sector since it's confirmed that, you know, Pierpoint will be closing their London office. And only Harper herself was invited. That was until a little earlier when she may have screwed up something with DVD, who basically he had his own game that he was trying to play. And I'll talk about that here in a little moment. So Harper didn't want to go to New York. She's from New York and she can't stand New York. So she didn't want to go to New York. So she works with uh, Eric and Rishi to put together a little team that's going around pitching their services to other firms, hoping to you know, not let Pierpoint know what they're trying to do, but also secure them a bag to stay in London. And it doesn't work out as you would think. As a matter of fact, one of the job interviews, Daria was actually on the panel, <laughs> and they knew once Daria saw them that she was going to leak out to, to Pierpoint to, hey, your people are looking to leave and, you know, really get them kind of blackballed in the industry. So... In a desperate attempt, and honestly, this part here was kind of predictable. What Harper did was she got with Eric and she said, you know, let's make a plan to basically screw the other two over. And I'm sorry, I forgot to mention that eventually DVD joined their group too, so it was four of them. And she got some inside information from Gus, and I'm going to talk about him a little bit here in a moment. But she got some information from him inside information, what she leaked to uh, Bloom. And Bloom used it to his advantage, made the, even more money, just like he would, take advantage of the news. And when it looks like that, basically after the Daria meeting and everything that went wrong with that, it looks like they have no other options. She gets with Eric, her first ally in the actual business, and talks to the head boss and convinces him to let him and her have a satellite group with a few other heads working in the London office by threatening them about of, uh, sexual harassment suits and things like that that was going on on the floor, a lot of that bad culture. And the guy initially agrees and he she basically manipulated them, her and Eric, I can't say it's just her, but her and Eric, manipulated and basically sold out Rishi and DVD as well. Now, while DVD did get fired, Rishi didn't, and it works for a moment. You know, you think, okay, they they made it, they everything worked out for a moment. But at the end, Eric <laughs> brings her to HR, and it was revealed that her college transcripts were fake, and Eric fires her. Now, keep in mind, Eric already knew about these fake transcripts way back in season one. Now, why he did it, I don't know. And I'm sure season three, if they get one, will answer that. But that was just some cold ass shit right there. (laughs) That was just, that was not predictable. I did not understand that or see that coming. But when it hit, I was like, wow. Okay. Yeah. So now she's out of the industry. So. That's how her storyline ended for the year. And make no mistake, there's a lot of other things that happened. I'm just kind of hitting the the overview of it. There were a couple other storylines, too, involving Robert. Like I said, boring as hell, did not care about it. And Gus, and his storyline was kind of boring as well, too. But the reason I point out Gus is he really wasn't part of the industry. Because remember, he was in the first season and he didn't get the job. So I'm like, why are they keeping him around? And the reason they're keeping him around is because he was a homosexual character. And now before you start typing like, oh, you have a problem with homosexual characters. Hear me out for a second. He has no part of the main storyline until the end, which they kind of wrote him in, giving out that information from his political job that he had. But his main thing, he was basically brought into by Harper to tutor Jesse Bloom's son. And here is why I'm pissed off about this. When they make these shows with these homosexual characters, the males especially, it's like any male ado. do. Like, if you watch a lot of shows, and, and think about this if you're straight out there, do you just look at any woman and be like, I'm going to get with her? That's how they treated this, and that's how they treat a lot of these homosexual storylines with males. It's like, they will sleep with any other male as long as he's homosexual. Does that make sense to you? I mean, if I was part of the homosexual community, I would be pissed at this portrayal because there literally was no buildup between him and the son. Well, I shouldn't say none. Very little buildup between him and Jesse Bloom's son to warrant that. And next thing you know, they're sleeping together. Like all male homosexuals do not sleep with every other male homosexual. At least... That's what my understanding like they have (laughs) they have certain types like the rest of the world and for some reason Hollywood hasn't figured that out. If you see two male characters in a show and they are gay they are going to sleep with each other. That's just what it is and that's what pisses me off about this character and if I was in the homosexual community I would be pissed too because i know they have standards guys don't just sleep with any other guys just because they're gay it's the dumbest thing i've ever heard but that's how they treated his storyline just to keep that homosexual storyline in there and it was stupid i mean if he would have built up they went out on a couple of dates or whatever just build it up don't just jump right into it it's like okay he's gay okay i found out he's gay I found out I'm gay, let's sleep together. It's just dumb, and I don't know. That's just stupid to me, anyway. But overall, the story is at its best when Harper and Eric, as frenemies, go against each other. And the reason I say frenemies is because they have a history. They're the best parts of season one, let's be honest. And in season two, they are the best part of it as well. And i was kind of upset because eric had this battle with dvd and he tried to get dvd fired but it backfired and he ended up getting promoted to a meaningless job in the corner i don't see how getting paid more money sitting in the corner office doing nothing basically (laughs) is a bad thing but it was for eric and so he was off the show for maybe a few episodes so he didn't have that connection they were trying to put dvd in there with harper and it just didn't work. I did not like the DVD character. thought he was an idiot. He was just... I hated him. I mean, I knew they brought him around just so she can have somebody to sleep with and kind of have that uh, battle between that. But it didn't work. And then when Eric returned, that's what made the show kind of pick back up for me. And Eric is a cold dude too. He tried to steal <laughs> Harper's biggest client, the one, uh, Jesse Bloom. She, He tried to convince him to go with him and that's what i love about their dynamic they're for i will not say friends but frenemies yes that's probably the best word to say because they will look out for only themselves whenever it, it takes place but they also have a mutual respect for each other and for him to reveal the fake college transcripts i thought was i was like what is the reasoning behind it so basically we're not going to get an answer for that But she was part of insider trading, and maybe he was doing her a favor by getting her fired for this instead of insider trading thing, which will be a legal thing that could get her in jail. So I don't know. I don't know why he did it. We'll learn, I guess, next year if they have a third season, which I hope they do. But I don't know. That was just very strange to me. Uh, But that's when the story was at its best, when it was Harper and Eric. The Jesse Bloom storyline was also decent. I liked the back and forth between him and Harper. Jesse Bloom was probably the closest thing to Axelrod (laughs) that they had from Billions in this show, and I did like him. He seemed genuinely cool at first, and it was like they were trying to play off each other, but eventually he took advantage of her, just like he does everybody else. And I like to think that Harper was more of a young Bobby Axelrod, too, because I could see him doing a lot of this stuff that she does trying to get by but she has a little more morals than he did but you know not not everybody starts out like that so maybe bobby axelrod was this way too and then eventually he learned to be ruthless the way he was and that's how he got his billions but you know awesome storyline there between harper and jesse bloom now if i had to pick a favorite part of the season I would have to say it was Harper and her brother storyline. So just to kind of set it up, Harper finagles her way to this uh, group for a meeting in Berlin. I believe it was. I know it was in Germany. I think it was Berlin. And that's where her brother is supposedly at. And her and her strange brother, you know, they haven't talked in years. They have a lot of childhood trauma. And when they reconnected, they talk about that. And, The great thing about it is when they discuss the past, he tells Harper about herself, calling her narcissistic and selfish and things like that. And the reason why I like that is because he's the only one that can say it to her and actually hurt her with it. Like Yasmin said some things about her. She didn't really care. Eric said some things. I'm pretty sure Robert may have said some things in the first season. I can't recall off the top of my head now, but It doesn't hurt her. It just goes through her. Whereas this here hurts because, you know, her brother is the one who knew her. Obviously, they were both going through some traumatic things with their mother and he was going through a lot of pressure before he just up and left. And he was hooked on drugs for a while, but he was clean when uh, Harper reunited with him until they got into the club again. And he ended up going on a bender. Harper really feels guilty about a lot of things that happened in their relationship. And she even offers to you know, take him in like, hey, I make enough money to take care of both of us. But he doesn't really want to because he just doesn't trust Harper. Because she, you know, even this, she was upset and doing all these things because of her selfish ways. Trying to make herself feel better about some of the things that she lacked in their relationship and, you know, their prior history. And I think that was probably the best part of the season is really seeing Harper, you know, you've seen her vulnerable before, but to see her at that emotional pit to where you can't fix it, no matter what you say is going to fix it, no matter how much money you throw at it, it's going to fix it. This was Harper at her essence. And what I like about it is it really changed her dynamic throughout the show after that because She kind of snapped at Yasmin after that. She broke it off with DVD. She was basically cold with him because she was going through some things. And she's basically closed herself off. So that is a character flaw that's very, very, very intriguing. And I like to see that vulnerable part of her. And I thought that was definitely the best part of this season. And, you know, that childhood trauma and everything, you know, he wasn't interested in dealing with her. And essentially tells her to piss off. So... I thought that was excellent. I thought that was probably the best part of the season, that interaction. It was on just one episode where they were together. And I really, really enjoyed that part. Because, like I said, Eric is probably my favorite character. But Harper is definitely a close second. Because, you know, there's just that dynamic. You're just Nothing can really hurt her but her initially. But to see somebody else to be able to do it, I thought was fascinating. Anyways, but this is a show. <laughs> That can make two beautiful women in Yasmin and Harper seem so ugly with their ways. And to be honest with you, the second season was definitely far superior than the first. You know, there are slow moments and it's no billions, obviously. But the season went from, you know, I'll watch it whenever to I was actually anticipating the next episode. I even watched the season finale during um, Monday Night Football. So, you know. You know, I'm a big football fan, so for me to push football to the side just to watch this, you know, I must have been intrigued. So whenever a show goes from I don't really care when I watch it to, oh, my God, I have to hurry up and sit down and watch it. You know that it did a good job. Now, I won't give it an awesome rating because... You know, it it takes a real good show or movie to really get an awesome rating. I'll give it a meh rating, but it was better than It Sucks, which was closer to what the first season was. But I think the characters grew on me. I think the storyline ended up being a little more uh, interesting. You know, once you got the introductions out of the way, I think it just took too long in the first season with a lot of characters that weren't really this memorable. But This season, the way it ended, I will definitely remember what happened because the one question I'll always have is why did Eric out her in the finale? If there's anything I want to see, I want that answered. And the second thing I want to see is how is Yasmin going to change without the backing of her family money? You know, she's basically penniless. She's homeless at this point. And I'm sure she's going to manipulate her way through life because she can still manipulate folks. And that is a skill of hers that she does very well. But, you know, she was very fashionable, living all those trendy things. That's going to change when you're broke, hun. And I'm interested to see where that goes in the next season. So you left me wanting more, whereas the first season left me was like, okay, yeah, whatever. And maybe the first season they wrote it as if this may just be a one season thing but it ended up getting a second season so now i want the announcement of a third season so please bring the industry back i want to see the third season on this because i have questions and you need to answer them but great show overall it's something that's like i said it's a little slow at times and i think it has great potential and the season finale this year was just awesome so kudos to y'all for getting me hooked now i want more so what's up have you watched industry on hbo do you like it do you hate it Do you love Yasmin? Do you love (laughs) Harper? I don't know which one you love. I love them both. Hey, I'm just going to be honest with you. Leave your thoughts in the comments below as always. And if you want to check out some of my actual work creatively, it's www.enigmakid.com. That's www.enigmakid.com. It's your boy Enigma signing off. Deuces.